There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Round three has come and gone, and now we're looking forward to round four. Team List Tuesday is hit today, and there's plenty of shocks, surprises, uh, a low, low outing that nobody saw coming. And uh, it wouldn't, uh, where would I be without the other man on the other line? Uh, JT, how are you, mate? Lolo, huge news. Yeah, I don't know if the start of the pod there, there was a dog whining in the street there. It wasn't me. I was <laughs> still recovering from that news. Jesus Christ, where did that come from? And Lucky, you've also joined us, mate. How are you going? I'm doing good, man. It's good to talk to you, boys. How are you doing? Uh, well, I'm going okay, but how are you feeling after that night's performance? That was incredible. The nerves have still not settled, mate. I was up and about at the end of it. I thought the boys put in a great performance. Yeah. Is uh, is Burton your best mate? Burton? Oh, Jesus. he's uh, That's a family name, funnily enough. So, yeah, might have had a bit of a soft spot for him. Well, uh, he owes you. Maybe I owe him. you owe him a couple of beers, yep. I think. That's it. Four misconversions or something, wasn't it? Unbelievable. Yeah, whatever. I'll buy him as many beers as one point is equal to. So. Yeah, it, was an, it was an incredible game and it was fantastic to have Rugby League back, as what you pointed out on your uh, weekend roundup yesterday, Justin. Um, and we're definitely well and truly back into the... Uh, the NRL season. So how we're going to run these things in these podcasts now as well is the Tuesday night, Teamless Tuesday, and then Wednesday will be all about trades and uh, whatever other banter or crap that um, the JT and whoever else comes on the, the podcast can think about cooking up at that point in time. So before we get into the teams, let's just quickly run through our teams and rankings and all that kind of stuff. JT, I know that you had a pretty good weekend, so do you want to kick it off? Mate, yeah, start with the uh, real star of the show here and uh, we'll scroll down to you guys later. But um, yeah, 12.21 and no turbo, that was pretty good. I was sitting real pretty coming into that last Sunday game and then turbo just ruined it for everyone that doesn't own him. So um, yeah, the pack tightened up a little bit there. So no, pretty happy with that, 3,400. So doing steady. Very good. Lakey, how'd you go? Woeful, woeful. I had the exact opposite round to what JT had. I scored a 972 and just about everything uh, I did was wrong. Dropped 21,000 places in the rankings in the one week. It was. Uh, I'm looking forward to round 20, four. 20,000? Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> There were some, there were some massive scores though because I scored um, over eleven hundred and I only improved my ranking by three thousand, so still outside of the top thirty thousand. So it, just a lot of people must have had huge scores, I think, um, as what you um, unfortunately found out, Lakey. But um, that is in the past. We can move on to, to round four. You've got your boy Ponga back, which we're going to head into the round four teams and talk plenty about that. So let's jump straight in with the first game. 
And uh, well, for my, for me, my beloved Broncos—they're the battered Broncos. I think they're uh, they're really struggling. But for, for an avid Cowboys fan, Justin, this must be just fantastic for you. Oh, what did you call them, cactus? About ten minutes ago. This is typical Brisbane. Like you, everyone's talking up premierships and how good are they? And best forward pack and all these young guns coming through. You lose one game and it's all of a sudden. Oh, we've got no hope. It's a rebuilding year, but it's absolutely hilarious. But um, no, you've named Jake Turpin at your nine, but he's not even going to uh, be there for the next month or so. I'm hearing so Corey Pikes, mm. Pakes, however you say it, will be coming in. Um, That's the news. Yeah. Changes galore. You got a couple of rookies in your second row. So Ethan Bullimore comes in to join Jamil Hopawadi. Um, that was your biggest problem, I think, last week. So very tough against the reigning premiers. So can understand the reservations about having hope. But um, yeah, Katoni Stags though. That's that's the big one, right? And I'm sure that, that, we are all new owners. Yeah, that hurts, mate. That really hurts. But, I mean, you've got Glenn Fafida and Pangai Jr. on the sidelines. So, that's huge. And now you've got Turpin likely missing a month is what we're hearing from a couple of different sources. Uh, and they've, we've just shipped off uh, McCulloch to, to the night. So, um, yeah, we're running with a guy that's making his debut. That's a pretty – I'm just having a look at the side now. Geez, that, that is a weak side. Very, very young side. Um, and we've got Jamil can't catch Hapuade still there. So, Lakey, uh, any thoughts from you on the Broncos outfit? Mate, how good is it? Um, yeah, you've gone from having one of the strongest forward packs in the comp to just a, a throwing out a bunch of rookies and hoping they're going to do the job against the reigning premiers. It's going to be an interesting night. Let's move on to the reigning premiers, the Roosters. They've made very few changes here and also uh, their injuries and outs are limited to Billy Smith, who's got an injury and out for the season. So Mitchell Orbison and uh, Tikio has been named on the reserves, but you'd expect that maybe one or two of those guys will come in. So what that does mean with Orbison out is that Angus Crichton retains his spot. Um and, you know, he's been performing really well this year. He scores 67 and 69 uh, in rounds two and three. So without Orbo um, floating around there in the reserves and probably in the starting side, he'd be definitely probably a keeper for the second row, but it's a bit of a risk uh, at the moment. What do you think, Loki? Yeah, it's a it's a bit of a funny one because Orbo was starting over him at the start of the year and, and Crichton only got promoted because of Orbo missing. So he's been playing well, but you just don't know what the makeup's going to look like on game day. Um, you'd expect TKO and Orbo to come in, a couple of those interchange guys to drop off, but who they replace, I don't know. Well, apart from Teddy, that's pretty much it for me with the Roosters. JT, so we move along to the Panthers-Warriors. Yeah, the only thing with the Roosters is that Victor Radley's ch- uh, challenging his high tackle charge at the judiciary this week. So if he does get rubbed out, which I don't think he will, um, you'd think Orbo or TK will come in. But yeah, let's go to the pennies. Let's go to the uh, Panthers versus the Warriors, Friday, 6pm. Um, shaped as a pretty good game, I think, after what we saw from the Warriors last round. Looking forward to this one. Um, no real changes for Penrith. you got Liam Martin, though, that does come back onto the bench for Billy Byrne. So that could potentially have an impact on Isaiah Yao, who um, we'll get to shortly. Um, and then also now Nathan Cleary is still a week away. Um, he's uh, working his way through a TikTok suspension at the moment uh and then for the warriors they've they've actually made quite a f- number of changes there carl lawton comes into the centers i can't remember him playing in the centers actually he's always been playing hooker or utility off the bench so that'll be interesting and then you've got our boys 
JTB and Gatoa uh, in the starting side. So pretty pretty happy with that from a Supercoach perspective. Lakey, I'll go to you, mate. Um, what are your thoughts on Isaiah Yao? Uh, we're going to speak to him, speak about him a fair bit tomorrow in our trade discussion. But, um, I mean, that was a huge performance on the weekend. I think close to 90 points in base. He just looks like a completely different player. Even the eye test um, in that game was just um, phenomenal. So, um if you don't own him, I'm not sure if you do actually, would you bring him in or um, with Liam Martin named on the bench, are you, what are you doing? Uh, I think Liam Martin probably affects Capewell more than Yo, um, just the way he's been playing. As, as a Knights fan, every time I looked up at the screen on the weekend, Yo seems to have the ball in his hand and doing damage. So he's taken it to another level this year. I did call him a bust pre-game to you guys in the chat. I'm going to stick with it more so of hope than anything else. <laughs> um, but no, I don't have him and I can't bring him in. I've got other areas I've got to fix. You, you've got him, JT, and I know that was uh, one of the one of the, the many reasons that you um, scored over 1,200. But as a, a new owner, you must be pretty happy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the risk was coming into that round that he didn't see out the 80, so named it lock. No, that was question marks there, but played the full 90 in the end and still looked like he had a second wind in the second half. So, um, yeah, nothing but ticks for the new boy, Isaiah. I think the big one is Capewell, though, and I reckon you were saying you were tossing up on Twitter earlier this week between Capewell and yeah, so obviously you got the much cheaper price at the moment. So what are you what are you doing? I'm just biting the bullet, mate, sucking up the ego and going with the hour. I think that he is shaping as a keeper um, in the centre wing, but also the scores that he's producing, that's that's almost second-row keeper territory as well. So um, I'm, I'm probably rolling with him. And just um, you made a really good point before about um, about what impact Martin will have on the bench, and I do think that that will probably impact uh impact uh, Capewell more. Capewell did play reduced minutes or the, didn't play the full 80 minutes on the weekend, although his minutes does say over 80. It was a 90-minute game, so he was the one to come off instead of um, uh, of Yo. And, and you've also got Kakao as well. I think they went off for HIA or um, went off for a little bit too. So it will be really interesting, but I'm picking um, Yo over, over um, Capewell. You can wait a week on Capewell too. It was his first game of the season. So you can get another look at you him. You definitely yeah. can, yeah. Yeah. I mean, another point that I kind of raised the other day is that you could really pick one of these guys in your set, um, second round, one of them in the center wing for a space of a few weeks, right? And then until some of these, um, you know, second row keepers emerge, you can just do a, a switch and, and get one of those guys back into the center wing and then a, a, a cheapie that's fattened out, um, trade him to a, a second row keeper. So, um well, definitely, there's no reason why you couldn't pick both of those guys, I guess. But um, anyway, let's move move along. Um, Warriors, anything really there to talk about? Not too much, just the rookies um, loving seeing them in the starting side, right? I am this week. Yeah. This is what happens when you don't throw to one of us directly. No, I learned this. I learned this. You've got to be very direct. Well, I just thought by staring at you guys right now, you would have picked it up. Anyway, that was my fault. No, as I uh, said, I I am this week. I decided to wait a week on both the rookies last week and paid for it dearly. So fixing, that's the fix I'm doing. Um, The rest of the team is not much to write home about. I did like the way um, RTS went about business on the weekend. It was by far his best game of the year. So hopefully he can keep that up. But... um, no, uh, 
about, you're a uh, Harris owner, probably, aren't you? Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. I'll throw <laughs> it back you to you, much. JT. Give us your spiel. <laughs> I was almost trading him out at the start of the week as well, finding out one of the five trades. But then in the end, he comes out and he's named at second row, plays at lock the whole game, uh, right through the middle. Just, yeah, ball magnet and tackle bot. So, yeah, I mean, that was one week. Who knows what will turn out um, this week uh, with that Warriors side. But, um, yeah, quietly happy with how Torhu went. Definitely not someone people would be you know, breaking down the barn door to bring in, but um, yeah, handy enough, especially this week that I can play a guy like Harris when Lolo's out. So yeah, good science. Well, I mean, 75 points in base there, mate, and if he keeps producing that, he's priced under 550 at the moment, um, break even of, of 60 this week. So he's certainly a player that people should be putting on the um, the watch list, I'd say. Um, pretty inexperienced Warriors pack there too. So um yeah, definitely a player that, um, you know, if he does stay fit, um, which has probably been his big question mark, um, he's a guy that I'm certainly going to keep keep close tabs on. All right, let's move along to um, the next game, shall we? The Storm versus the Rabbitohs. So full Storm, you've got Riley Jacks, the guy that we just couldn't remember his name a couple of weeks ago. He comes straight into the... Uh, the into the, the storm side, onto the bench. And then um, big Nelson, Asafa Solomona, is suspended again. Bellamy must be just tearing his hair out. Um, I think it's a, a good, good sign here or a good news story with Christian Welch as well, um, returning from ACL injury and, and make, comes into the starting side, which is which is good. Outside of that, there's probably not too much to speak about for the, the storm. Moving along to the Rabbitohs, you've got Patrick Margo coming in onto the bench. And then Tom Amoni uh, named on the extended bench, and he's been dropped uh, at the moment. Uh, JT, I'll, I'll throw to you. Um, what tickles your interest out of this game from an ins and outs and an analysis perspective? It's just a weird putting Riley Jackson on that bench when you've got Brandon Smith there already. So I don't know what that means. Does it mean he's just there in case there's an injury or is CS9 going to be rested? Like, yeah, it's just a bizarre one. But, um, yeah, I guess... And a Latrell at 80, again, that's locked in with that bench, you'd imagine. So it looks like that's the way that they're going. But um, I was hearing a little bit of rumbling during the week about, in the last couple of days, about Cam Murray potentially moving back to lock. Um, that wasn't the case when the team came out today. It's still Liam Knight named at 13, Murray at 12. Um, but even last week, Murray played um, pretty handily on that edge there. So um, if he moved back to the lock position, though, I'd imagine he'd have a hell of a lot more interest in this game. Uh, given that's his favoured position. But, um, yeah, we'll see where that plays out over the coming weeks. I think um, pretty uh, – Sorry, I was going to say, I, th- sorry, I think like- Murray did play in lock a bit with Liam Knight's HIA issues um, on the weekend too. So he might have got a bit of an extended run in the middle. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say as well. I think he played 71 minutes, which is about 10 minutes more than what he normally uh, would. Um or, um, you know, close to that 60 to, to 70 mark. So, yeah, right there. That's the only thing I was going to add. Okay, let's move along to um, the Eels versus um, the Seagulls. Uh, Saturday game at 5.30. A little bit of a different structure this weekend, it seems, with two games on the Saturday rather than the three. Um, Eels, absolutely no changes. And also for the Seagulls, no changes at, at all. So there's not really too much um, to speak about here and nothing at all from an ins and outs. Is there anything... Uh, JT that we need to to raise the kind of um, uh, apart from Brian Madison from the Eels, which we'll talk about tomorrow, um, and also Turbo for the Seagulls. There's not really too much, is there? No, not at all. You wouldn't expect to change after flogging some useless sides the week before, so no, all good. Lakey, 
Anything there, mate? No. A cu- the boys got a couple of training sessions in and they'll be right for the big game this week. <laughs> I'm just uh, – let's move straight along then, shall we, for, to the uh, the Cowboys versus the Sharks. I've been looking forward to this one, actually. Uh, JT, do you want us to run, run through the team list? Uh, yeah, this was a shock because I was on a phone call for work at, at exactly 4 o'clock. How handy is that? You don't work, mate. You don't work. And the phone is blowing up and I'm seeing Lolo, Lolo, Lolo. I'm thinking, what's going on here? And then the big X from Fox Sports to say Lolo's out. So I'm freaking out thinking season done. Um, just knee bruising, so not Blame a special. the haircut. <laughs> yeah, he's carrying about 15 kilos extra weight in that haircut. Oh, that beard, sexy old beard. But, uh, yeah, one night with the queen or Lolo. Thank you very much. Uh, but, yeah, he... Uh, it's not structural, so it's not something he's going to carry throughout the year, which is always the worry with those sort of injuries. So it looks like he's likely to just miss this week, which is a thank God kind of moment. But, yeah, all of a sudden teams look a hell of a lot different. A lot of people were going to captain him, myself included. So, yeah, here we go, classic super coach. Um, but one well, good thing... Not only it's super coach teams, but the Cowboys look very different as well. You're... you're um, uh, your main guy, the guy that carries the entire team on his shoulders, is out this week. So um, very interesting to see how they go against the Sharks at home. Michael Morgan was out last week too and we did just fine. So no, we'll uh, we'll manage without him again. But yeah, it's a, it's, so Josh McGuire shifts back to the lock there and you've got um, Mitch Dunn staying in the, cent- in the second row along with uh, Cohen Hess. So they've promoted uh, Frank Mollo to the starting side. He's, that's well-deserved. I think it's his first ever... Uh, run on game so good on him uh, but the real one for me is Tom Gilbert finally cracking first grade he's had a hell of a lot of reps through the juniors through reserve grade over the last couple of years so a lot of Cowboys fans have been um, waiting for this one so he's finally getting a crack so he's an absolute gun he'll be a super coach gun in future but um, yeah should get 20 or so minutes off that bench Gavin Cooper as well old man Coops coming in for the, the old head but um, yeah we'll be fine we'll be fine mate so Reese Robson last week was pretty impressive, um, wasn't he, JT? Um, um, I was pretty surprised when I had a look at the minutes today, but uh, he scored. He played 56 versus Granville's 26 minutes, which is interesting considering that he's starting from the bench. So what do you think is going to happen there? Is he someone that you could potentially see as being super coach relevant soon? Is Granville just going to continue to hold on to that spot? What, what's the, the thoughts? Oh, they seem to like the having Granville on there to work through the initial um sort of stages and then having Robson come in as a bit more speedy and agile around the rock ruck there. Um so I think Granville topped out at about twenty five minutes last week. I think that's probably the rotation going forward. Robson for me would only be relevant if he was playing eighty. Um he's already at that awkward sort of mid range price. So not a lot to gain and not a lot of uh, or quite a lot of risk if you are to bring him in. But um yeah, he's not going to play the Titans every week and score those tries, unfortunately, but um, he's definitely the number one, number nine going forward. He's just playing off the bench, so we'll see. Okay, let's move along to the Sharks then. Matt Moylan, who was a late inclusion last weekend, is named to replace Chad Townsend, who's out with a hamstring injury in the halves. Uh, and Connor Tracy and uh, Talakai have been named on the bench with Billy Magulis as the 18th man. So he can't quite sneak into that starting side, but he's not too far away. Um, so, yeah, I guess that the, there was pretty big news around last week, I guess, with the Fafida out and then Moylan coming back in. This side doesn't have too much else going on apart from that. With, with um, We've only got Townsend dropping out. Um, the Moylan shift, I guess, will mean that Kennedy gets another couple of weeks or another week at least to make a bit of cash. 
Blakey, do you own Kennedy? I do, and um, he was one I was maybe looking at trading out this week because with Moylan's return, but the Townsend injury has just been a, a godsend for Supercoach owners. Give Kennedy a bit more of a boost. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. He's not been very impressive though, has he? No, but he's got a break even of three, so I think this is a good result for you, right? You're going to get probably one more, maybe two more price rise, price rises out of him. Um, a hamstring injury generally isn't one week, so this could be a couple of weeks in there and... Um, is a guy that you can just stick on your pine and your center wing, probably just earning a bit of cash. Yeah, well, there's that, or I can trade him down to best next week, which what I, is what I was looking at. Um, I haven't seen any reports from physio about how long this injury is for Townsend, though, so uh, he'll be one to watch. Uh, and the only thing of note I've probably got there is that Toby Rudolph has been named to start again, although a little bit disappointing, I think. So he's traveling at just over one point per minute, right? As a starting prop, we're going to want to see him crank that up a bit. Otherwise, these 40s that he keeps producing is um, going to really slow that um, that cash generation. So um, hopefully he can get a little bit of a kick along and, and Fafita remains on the sidelines with a, a, a knee or a calf injury um, and it's still touted uh, to be one week away. So we'll see what happens there. JT, anything from you for the Sharks before we just jump into a quick break? No. That's all, mate. They're going to do it. They're going to lose. So, uh, yeah, should be right. Okay, let's just have a very quick break and then we'll come back with your boys, the Knights, Lakey. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, we are back uh, for the Raiders versus the Knights. This looks like a cracking game. If the Knights can put up um, any sort of performance like they did last weekend, then this um, should be a great game for Sunday, uh, the early Sunday game. And your boy Ponger is back. Um, Lakey, we'll jump into him. Let's just deal with the Knights for uh, the Raiders first. Um, JT, do you want to take us through the changes with the with the Raiders? There's only really one of note problem. Mm. Yeah, not, so we saw Rapana make the starting side last week with um, Simonson being out with a leg infection. So roles reversed this week. Simonson's back and he's in the starting spot. Rapana still to get some match fitness coming off the bench there. So that's really the only um, change there. Michael Oldfield drops off to the extendeds after being on the bench last week as well. So, um, yeah, I think in just the backstory of the whole John Bateman thing is the biggest news coming out of Canberra camp at the moment so news is that he'll be out quite a lot longer than we'd thought is what I'm hearing so especially with all this contract drama it's yeah good news for Horsburgh and Tarpane owners but um and Latrell yeah, Mitchell going on there Latrell yeah. Mitchell's <laughs> loving the, the focus elsewhere <laughs> oh, just poor well, old, I, mate I thought the news was that uh, Wigan I think that's his new club in the uh, Super League of 
offered him three point five million for a few years to get him back there from next year. But you're saying that he's he's um, looking like he's going to be a couple more weeks out with injury. Yeah, I think the initial rehab period's gone a lot longer than they thought. Is um, the word out? So yeah, should uh, give Tapane and Horsburgh a few more weeks. But knowing my mail on this podcast, I think I called Andrew Fafita as not having any knee issues, and then he did. So uh, yeah, it probably means <laughs> um, Johnny Bateman to start next week. Well, I think you probably get your mail from where I get it from, mate, and it's pretty shit. So um, yeah, I think we old. just. Uh, Dolby Donkeys today didn't uh, come through, but uh, anyway. No, they did it, did they? Um, okay, so just looking at that back row just really quickly. So um, Tuppany played the full 80 minutes uh, last week with Horsburgh, I think, down to 50. So, JT, you're a Horsburgh owner. What are you doing with him? I was willing to, almost ready to trade him out this week, but I've gone with um, Best and Turbo for some other players instead. But I think um, – He's a guy that I'm going to have to play this week given Lolo's injury and a few others. So um, I don't mind the 50s that he's churning out. I prefer a bit more uh, minutes-wise, but I think it just means he's going to be a lot slower cash burn than I'd first hoped. So over the next couple of weeks, he'll be gone. Um, It's a bit unfortunate, but uh, I love watching him play, but he's just not getting the minutes, I'd hope. Okay, let's jump along to your boys, the Knights. Lakey, uh, take us through what's happening there. Uh, yeah, Pong is back, which is huge for us. Um, he'll really lift the side, I think. The biggest hope that we have this week is that everyone runs out and stays healthy. That was it. That was, <laughs> it was so hard to watch. Um, Best was awesome throughout the game, but he needs to work on his right to left. Um, Pierce, hopefully... I've sort of got a question mark against Mitch Pearce because he took a really heavy knock. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him make way on game day, um, but we'll see what happens there. Tex Hoy was really good on the on the weekend, um, so he could come back into the halves there. And uh, I thought um, Chris Randall was very stiff to, to miss out the team this week. He made 71 tackles on debut last Yeah. Um, but yeah, Absolutely. it's sort of stock standard from from the Knights. Lockie Fitz is out with a tweaked hammy as well, so he's missed last week as a late withdrawal, and he's still out this week, which again hurts him for me as an owner. Um, but then you got to cut, you mate. You've got to cut. I that. know. You've got to get rid of I know. it. I'm, you've just got to cut the cord, mate. Just get rid of he, it. He looked all right in round two, so I thought I'll hold him for a week. And um, but no. Just yeah, he's killing. Is this me. what I sound like? Is this with what Morgan. I sound like yeah. with Michael Morgan? Morgan, yeah. <laughs> are you st- exactly? Are you still same. carrying him <laughs> in draft? I'm carrying mm. him in draft. I'll get him back eventually. Uh, uh, Jesus, yeah. um, I guess the big one for you, Langy, is uh, Mac is getting his night's debut. Doesn't bother me, mate. Doesn't bother me. I've never been his greatest fan, although he was, he was okay. But um, yeah, enjoy it, mate. He'll um, he'll go out there and put on plenty of tackles, and that'll be about it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm really looking forward to that one. <laughs> I am really surprised to see uh, Mitchell Pearce out there. It lasted for five minutes. That was a huge hit. So we'll just see what happens there. Interesting. They've retained Tex Hoy um, on the interchange bench as well, which I think is good. He he looked pretty. He was okay, right? He didn't. Um, nothing really. Too much to fault. And then interesting one with Bradman Best. Um, obviously a massive 100 point score. Um, He's, he's the most traded in player this week, which I thought was interesting given that um, he's not in the bubble until next week. Um, so don't ruin anything about the podcast that we've got coming out tomorrow, JT, but but you just kind of said that you're, you're, he's one of your trading targets this week. Is that mm. correct? 
Yeah, that's right. So it's either well, you've got to get him and Grant in at some point over the next couple of weeks. So rather than risk having more issues next week, more fires to put out, and just got to get one of them in. Um, and centre wing looks like the place I need a good score. So yeah, welcome to the baskets, Mister Best. Okay, let's move along to the Titans versus the Tigers. The Titans, where do you start? <laughs> so if you have a look at what they've done here, uh, this is just, if you're a Titans fan, you're just pulling your hair out, right? So ins this week, Anthony Don, Bryce Cartwright, just back in, and Tyrone Roberts, back into the side. And then you're dropping Nathan Peets and Shannon Boyd. Boyd's on, what, about 800 grand a year or something, and Peets is probably on about half a mil. Jesus. You boys up at the Broncos. You should let the Broncos. You got Jared Wallace dropped as well. Bloody hell. I was going to say, you you should let the Broncos know they're able to drop 800K a year players. (laughs) (laughs) Take your pick. Well, they did with with Jared Wallace, and uh, he's now in the reserves for the Titans. And you look at that bench. You've got Tana Boyd. Pretty sure he's a back. You've got young Tom Appiah, who is definitely a back and about to make his Titans debut from after two years in, as a Mormon mission. Bryce Cartwright, who just fucking should not be on a football field. Um, and I just, um, it's really interesting, right, that one, because um, we can see what he does um, and, you know, tries to do a lot of the Larry's stuff and he gets called out a lot in his defensive structures and, and missed tackles and all of that kind of stuff. But you've now had two coaches um, that have gone through the Titans with him inside and, and, this one that's theirs now is very highly regarded and then puts him into into the interchange um, after all the anti-vax stuff. So, um, JT, what's your take on that? Is it something we're just missing or what's what's with the Cartwright love affair? All right, I just feel so sorry for the Titans supporters out there. Like, they've paid overs for these players. Like, you can't have 500K-plus players like Cardi, like Wallace, like, like Boyd sitting on your bench. Like you got to play them. Uh, at some stage but Bryce Cartwright shouldn't be he wouldn't be a regular first grader in any other side bar the Titans based on his form over the last couple of years like I think his best spot is a bench utility to come out there and try and spark something but having him out there for the 80 he's going to do something dumb it's like the Simpsons standing back watching Homer at his desk they're like they're just waiting for him to blow the whole thing up um so yeah I mean I don't mind the injection from the bench but that's surely got to be the only place that they can Pardon the pun. Side there, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's ordinary. But I'm just just that bench just blows my mind, right? Tana Boyd is a halfback, and then Young Ton up here, as I said, is an outside back. Um, so you've got the two guys in there going to be going through the the forwards. I mean, um, Proctor is is just going horribly at the moment. Um, he, Keegan Hipgrave um, could get sent off after five minutes, and then. Um, you, you, the only player there of legitimate talent in that back row is Jai Arrow uh, at the moment. The guy can only seem to really get through about 60 minutes before he blows a gasket. Um, the one that we should be speaking about, and, and if you're a, a Titans fan, you've got to get pretty excited about Fodawaka, right? Um, that performance last week was absolutely outstanding. I didn't realise this, but I had a look at it back through his stats today. 87 points in 47 minutes, 63 of those were from base. So he's just 1% owned at the moment um, and under 450K. Plenty of people went for 12 last week, but, I mean, people, I think, should be looking at him as a bit of a, a pod. What are your thoughts? Lately? Yeah, I'm a big fan of the kid. He's very uh, Lolo-esque, but um, I can't trust the Titans. Well, that's the risk. Like they, 
he's played like this before and we've seen a, a game or two like this from him and then he piques the interest and then after that he either gets his minutes cut or he just I don't know goes back into his shell so he's yeah shown glimpses before but never true uh, consistency so I think that's the key for him going forward before he becomes um, an option but that, so bench, the other that player- bench is so skinny yeah Oh, yeah, it's horrible. Sorry to cut you off there. Um, the the other player there that just that I want to talk about briefly is just Jamal Fogarty. So he'll be on the bubble next week, named again to start in the halves. Um, unfortunately, that's on probably the, the worst bubble of the year, as you pointed out, with um, Best and Grant um, needing to be picked up next week. So it's going to be hard to fit him in. Um, can either of you do it? I might go with you, JT, or is he someone you're going to let fall through? No, the halves um, there is already a bit too full. So especially given he's the Titans and you've got Tana Boyd there who is on the bubble as well for in terms of getting on the starting side. So a bit of a risk. Let's move along to the Tigers. Uh, if you do own any Tigers this week, play them. And absolutely, if you've got a player there, such as a David Nofaluma or even a Luciano Lealua, who I'm seriously considering putting the captain tag on um, this weekend, definitely do it. Titans are just going to leak a lot of a lot of points. Um, they've made no changes. Um, let's just quickly talk then about a couple of Supercoach relevant players quickly. Harry Grant, first game for the Tigers last week, 57 minutes versus 23 minutes for Billy Walters. Um, Walters does remain on that bench, but um, 49 points in pure base from Harry Grant, that's pretty outstanding, right? Um, it's a lot better than what we're seeing from the likes of a Braley um, as, a, as a rookie um, hooker, so um, I think we just need to probably um, lower the expectations a little bit. He did have a try, I think, um, last week, um, but uh, yeah, he looks like a serious talent. JT, um, you're, you must be bringing him in next week. Yep, Braley out, Grant in, very easy call. Okay. Um, Alex Twal, Lakey, I might hand this over to you. Played the full 80 minutes of lock last weekend. Did you bring him in um, in round three or is he someone that you're looking at or you're just going to let him fall through? I think I might let him fall through. I don't mind him, but I just wasn't sure how his minutes and rotations was going to hold up. He, he did seem he did play the 80, so you know if that's the signs going forward, he's going to be a very handy inclusion in the front row forward. Um, but you've you got some... Decent guys. I mean, Haas isn't everybody's team. Clemmer's there churning out 70-point games. Twiles at 60-ish. You just got to pick and choose. Yeah, don't disagree. Um, I mean, if, you, if you've got him, you're not complaining, right? It looks like not a, a, a genuine yeah, front row forward keeper, particularly if he stays at lock. Um, that's, that's pretty interesting there. Um, the work rate looks to have taken a bit of a toll with 61 points. Um, delivered. And I think the majority of those, if I think every single one of those points came from from base. So um, that's it for the Tigers. The only thing worth of note as well is that there's rumours around today that Corey Thompson could be on his way to the Titans. Um, so that'll be an interesting one to watch as well. So, well, it just seems like one of those plays, right? That's just on the cusp of being a, a good reserve, uh, first grade player, um, and goes to the Titans. Like they just seem to pick up these guys. They'll be all mulling around what that three hundred to six hundred k. Dollar value, and then um, yeah, they just that's why they just don't go anywhere. So it's um, yeah, it's going to be tough. Can you imagine that side next year without Joy Arrow? Jeez, bloody hell! No go forward at all. Okay, speaking about no go forward, let's um, a game that I'm not going to be turning on Monday night. There's no chance about that. Bulldogs versus the Dragons. This looks absolutely <laughs> horrific. 
I don't know how it's just, it's just right Monday at four p.m. I think it's Queen's Queen's birthday. Yeah, public holiday, holiday down Sydney. Okay. Yes. Well, I definitely won't be watching this game. I don't, don't think. Uh, JT, what's happening with the the doggies, mate? They don't gonna. This game's bloody game of the round. Like, what the hell's gonna happen? No one, no idea. <laughs> two coaches. Neil all. Neil all. Oh, we could. These two sides best well chance for a win. <laughs> well, all, all, mate, all of the uh, all of the talk at the moment about Mary, you kind of where there's fuel, there's fire, right? It's starting to really heat up. Um, he could be um, gone uh, in a week or two, but uh, very interesting changes for the Dragons this week, which we'll we'll jump into. But Bulldogs, sorry, hand over to you, JT. Yeah, not much doing outside of Kieran Four and coming back into five eight. So Jack Cogger is the um, lone scapegoat for their terrible performance last week. You get against Manly. So good to see Fozzer back. Um, not super coach relevant, but um, yeah, in terms of NRL, hopefully he can just spark something because they've got nothing at the moment. Aiden Tolman was an interesting one though. I guess if we're going to talk anything super coach relevant for them, um, had a hip injury or something, an old man sort of thing and wasn't named in the starting side, eventually came in there on game day and churned out a huge stack of minutes, massive tackles, his usual four-meter hit-ups. Um, about 30 of those so yeah I mean down the track Aiden Tolman remains probably the only relevant Bulldog going forward yeah so only three players scored over 50 for the Bulldogs so um, absolutely nothing to get excited about there and only one player over 60 points which was Aiden Tolman with a score in the mid 70s so yeah not too much happening there for the Dragons there is plenty of happening and if you're a Dragons fan much like a Titans fan geez you've got to be a bit frustrated the changes just kind of um, obviously, Mary knows a lot more, lot more the, about rugby league than me, but these changes, some of them just, um, yeah, they, they're quite interesting. So, Lakey, um, I'll hand over to you in a minute, but just the, the, the changes here. So, Corey Norman shifts to fullback with Matt Dufty dropped. Um, Adam Clune makes his debut at halfback, so that'll be one to watch in two weeks, potentially as a trade-in target. Um, Josh Kerr gets promoted to the starting front row. Corbin Sims has been dropped, and I've already seen on Twitter there's been a bit of a, a blowout about that. Um, Trent Merrin and Isaac Luke uh, joined the interchange, and then Fui Maono uh, comes out. He's got a break-even of, uh, I think, negative 20 or something like that, so that really hurts owners. Um, Lakey, what the hell is Mary doing? Man, your guess is as good as mine. Uh, what really confuses me is that Zach Lomax, it, he spent all preseason training at fullback and they brought him over like they gave him that that big contract in order to play there and they dropped him after one week played dufty there and then dufty's become the scapegoat so they decided oh you know who's our next best option is obviously Corey norman it's it's confusing at best but that's mary isn't it um Isaac Luke on the bench, I did see that uh, apparently missed a few sessions on return from the um, the break. So he was uh, emission last week because of that. So he comes straight back in, which makes a lot of sense. Big news for any Kerr owners, um, starting at the number eight, that's uh, great news for him. But, yeah, I, it's, I don't know what to make of these sides at the moment. Yeah, I mean that that side on paper. If you think, if you look at it, you got Paul Vaughan, Tyson Frizzell, Tarek Sims, James Graham um, in that in that forward pack, and also Cameron McInnes. That's a good forward pack, and you've got Trent Merrin coming off the bench, right? Um, and you've got Isaac Luke, who's an um, ex international um, hooker there as well. It's just that um, that 
that back line, uh, Corey Norman and Ben Hunt are miles away. Well, uh, ben a Hunt's lot of a money finalist, I think we all remember. <laughs> <laughs> Favourite ever Bronco. But I guess with uh, with Lomax, for me, um, I think Mary might have done us a favour there, right, keeping him at Sennens. Um, 47 points in pure base last week from there. If he keeps doing that, I'm, you're not going to be too unhappy. Um, and, you, you know, you've got the goal kicking to go along. I don't think he kicked one goal at all last week. So um, you've potentially got a low-end low, low end, um, keeper centre wing there um, if they can get their, their, their act together. Um, that's pretty, pretty solid, 47 points in pure base from a centre wing. I'll take that any day of the week. JT, what about you? Yeah, I'm safely playing him this week. I was happy with that. Um... Yeah, fair bit of work to get through. Warriors not dropping the ball, so good to see from him. Um, but the interesting one to me is Isaac Luke on the bench. So he, does that mean Cam McInnes shifts to the second row and spells Tyson Frizzell, who's been playing 80 minutes? Or not sure what the go is there, but Cam McInnes is one that caught my eye last week with Ooh. the 89, I think, nearly all in tackle stats. So Just to me, uh, James Graham starting in the 13 is... Yeah. Uh, strange at best. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Luke coming on at nine and McInnes switching back into that, that lock position. Yeah, I think that'll, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think McInnes will play the full 80 minutes, 20 minutes at lock, 60 minutes at hooker, uh, Luke 20 minutes at, at hooker. Um, though Ewan Aiken was brought on and played, I think, uh, at lock last week. So what I don't know what the hell is going on there. But anyway, um, <laughs> Um, who, who knows, mate? Who knows? But, um, yeah, I don't think Mary's got too long left. Um, anyway, that's the last game, and we've just gone past the 40-minute mark. Um, did you guys have anything more to add before we call it a night? No, I don't think so. All right. So that has been the Teamless Tuesday podcast. Tomorrow morning, nice and early, JT, myself, and Benny G will be jumping on and running through the top trades of the week and what we're doing. We just thought we'd split up these podcasts now. Otherwise, you're getting an hour and a half podcast, which I know that JT loves, absolutely loves them. Um, but uh, it's, it's, I think it's better for you guys to digest too. So we'll, we'll get that one out in the morning. Um, enjoy your Tuesday night. And that is all, guys. Thank you very much for jumping back on board. And I'll uh, speak to you both next week. Pleasure. Okay, Matt.